This podcast is sponsored by the novel Noteworthy Tribute. Hello, we are the authors of Noteworthy Tribute. I'm Mark. And I'm Josiah. Noteworthy Tribute is a coming-of-age story where characters young and old learn the importance of relationships and that sacrifice is the bridge to their destiny. Corey Lynn Faber finds himself in Virginia Beach, 3,000 miles away from home, after the death of his best friend and bandmate. While on the path to rediscovery, he meets a local aspiring music producer, Evan Spencer. Evan, a, a young DJ, has his own struggles with his family's desire for him to pursue college and a quote-unquote normal life versus starting a band and traveling. All of this unfolds against the backdrop of family secrets. Here's some reasons why you'd want to read it. You'll get the view of a young black male navigating his future versus that of his single parent mother. There are generational tensions. You'll read about relationships between characters who are 20 something and their parents. Plus, our readers share that it's a great short weekend read. Here's where you can go pick up a copy. Amazon.com Noteworthy Tribute. It comes in paperback and Kindle. Or go to awakenwithmark.com and click the book link. Thank you. Hello, you're listening to Josiah's Voice. I'm your host, Josiah Bradley. In this conversational podcast, I invite you on my journey through TV, film, and writing. Plus, fellow artists visit with me to share their own unique creative voices along the way. Tune in and get inspired. Hey guys, it's Josiah. Welcome to another episode of Josiah's Voice, the podcast. Dig those beach sounds, those waves. So it's been a while since I've been to the beach. And uh, it's still winter, you know, so sometimes we get rain here in L.A. or really windy days, actually. So sometimes it's just not working (laughs) to go to the beach. So on today's episode, um, it's another kind of stream of consciousness episode, but it's a little scripted with the help of some friends. Um, Happy Black History Month 2021. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to read some notes from some friends. I was thinking about what I wanted to do for Black History Month. And uh, when this comes out, it's also Valentine's Day um, or Singleness Awareness Day or whatever, whatever the memes will will be. But um, that got me thinking it'd be cool to think about and reflect on like what I love about black folk. So that's what something of a stream of consciousness kind of going with the flow kind of episode. And so, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of combining Valentine's Day and Black History Month. It's not like they haven't always, I guess, been entwined in the same month. So uh, on Facebook, I asked some friends, what do you love? You know, dear black people, what do you love about us? 
And then I got the idea, oh, maybe I can share some of these. So I'm going to just share some of these uh, notes and just kind of enjoy the surf and the waves and just think about what I, a black man in his 30s in the United States, love uh, about us. And that, that's it. That's all we're going to do on, on this episode. So I hope you enjoy. All right, so I got my notes here. Here's what my friend LaTanya loves about us as black people. Black people, here's what my friend loves about us, loves about you. We dance and make beats at the drop of a dime, the drumming of a washing machine, the smudge of a windshield wiper, or anything else that makes rhythm sounds. Ernest. Here's what Ernest loves about you, black people. What I love about us is how the Most High Yah sees us. That's God in Hebrew. My best friend Marcus, here's what he loves about us. That we're still here and thriving despite every attempt for that not to be the case. Here's what my friend Lauren says about us. Our sense of humor and when we dance as a family. I also love when we laugh and run away at the same time. (laughs) Yeah, I I love that too. I'm thinking of that dormtainment video uh, studying black laughter. They have a whole segment, like 10 seconds devoted to that. And it's hilarious. I don't know why we do that, but it's hilarious. Pause. Yeah, you know it's great weather when all the boats are out. The tankers are out and uh, speedboats are out, sailboats are out. That's beautiful. Yeah, I miss being at the beach. Okay, here's what my friend Namdi loves about us. I don't think humor on the internet would be the same without our presence. You can say that about American pop culture at large as well. Here's what Gina loves about us. We're funny AF and can make a joke about anything. Food, our hair. Our hair is very versatile. We're born with rhythm, even if it takes practice to find it. And we can literally do anything. Also that unspoken understanding we have for one another in predominantly white spaces. The nod and smirk gets me every time. Yeah, yeah. Last but not least, here's what Dominique loves about black folk. We be running things. American culture, fashion, film, sports, literature, politics, you name it. Our essence, aura, and being. Our clapbacks, our forgiveness, perseverance, and our love. Yeah, so thank you guys for sharing that. Let me use uh, what you had to say. Yeah, a lot of that. I don't know if I would have thought of it specifically, but when people list those things, then it's it's pretty obvious. Uh, our clapbacks, um, how musical we are. Um, I mean, I'm not that musical, 
I'm not sure I can dance. I might have a little rhythm, though. I, I don't know. It takes a lot to get me on the dance floor. I'll, <laughs> I'll admit I'm so jealous of my brother and my friends who, like, grew up break dancing and all that. I guess I just don't have that anointing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, we dominate a lot, a lot in the culture. And that's pretty fantastic. Um, I was also thinking how um, I, I can't think that anyone has actually done this to me. And I'm definitely trying to just focus on um, I'm definitely just trying to focus on positive things. Uh, I'm thinking about how I uh, a quote from Cicely Tyson's book, Just As I Am. There's one powerful quote quote in there, I'll paraphrase, but she says that there's no one way to be black and how black people aren't a monolith. And it's always good for me to be reminded of that. There's no one way to be black. And uh, I love that deep down, I think we as black folk know that sometimes I think we do get caught up in thinking we have to kind of be of one mind and one opinion about things. And having one mind can actually, I know it seems like it makes you sharper to kind of be in sync, but in my experience, it kind of makes things foggy. Like today at the beach, it's just a little foggy. You can kind of see it out um, over the horizon. Uh, to my right is uh, the city, and I can see the, uh, the haze. Um, and yeah, that kind of hive mind thing can kind of just muddy things up and make, and make things murky. Um, cause there have been times when people were like, you know, does Josiah talk black or sometimes I felt kind of cut out of the conversation if I wasn't listening to the latest kind of music or whatever. And I don't know if I'm being naive. I, I want to believe it comes from a good place of just wanting to be in sync because of, you know, the racism that we have to face. And so when I was reading Cicely Tyson's book, it just reminded me how, Maybe I don't have rhythm, but maybe I do. Or or I'm still, what am I trying to say? I'm still black and I don't have to fit any kind of preconceived notion. Because, uh, you know, racist, ignorant people, you know, think that because they can, they know all the lyrics to the latest R&B song or they eat the quote unquote right kind of food or they shop at the right place, or they wear the right gear and threads and, and whatever, that that makes them quote-unquote down, or that makes them black. And since there is no one way to be black, all you have to do is be black. And that's enough, and that gives me comfort. That, you know, oh, the dolphins are out again today. <laughs> I saw some water through the blowhole and I just saw it like disappear. Oh, they might be jumping out there. Awesome. Showing out for me and the pelicans and the seagulls. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what I love. Deep down, we know that that secret wisdom. Black people know that uh, we're enough. And we don't need to show out for anybody or to solidify anything. Be it for our own people or be it for anybody else. That's something I, I really love. And it was really cool to see that quote in Cicely's book.
I'm just thinking of random stuff now. I love how black grandmothers like my own kind of give you that gangster handshake when she wants to slide you money. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't know why. I, I guess like my grandma, I, I guess they like they like to kind of create that bubble just between her and, and you, the grandchild, that she's blessing you with something and no one else needs to know about it. I love that. <laughs> it's hilarious. And just when you look down and you feel that crisp bill in your hand. Oh, man. It's a good feeling. I love that. I love black Twitter. The clapbacks, the jokes. Like when we were supposed to get superpowers. What was it? Back in December or something like that. Uh, and just all the all the Avatar, Squidward, X Men, every meme you could think of. It was hilarious. <laughs> I love how we'll take something and run with it. Like it was just the Super Bowl, and uh, the weekend performed, and he's being memed for his life. Just him running around in that golden maze that he constructed, and just everyone's just got a joke, you know just associated with him just looking lost. <laughs> I know it was a part of the performance, but it, him just looking lost and just that collective experience, not the hive mind, but yet the collective experience because there are so many just the weekends running around lost in a golden maze is like when you couldn't find your mom in the department store or, or I don't know, uh, WandaVision, when Vision keeps waking up in a different house in a different era and he's just so, he's just so lost, you know, or like <laughs> the moms, certain moms on the Maury show, like when Maury's like, you are not the father. And then the mothers go running and they're just lost and devastated. And it's just, it's just I don't mean to laugh at their pain, but it's like, it's like, you get it, right? You watch more, you've seen that, right? It's just, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Um, just Maze Runner. I love that. How black folk get a hold of something and remix that thing for all it's worth to find each and every single collective black experience. I love it. I love our, yeah, I love our humor. Lauren and Namdi, they mentioned it. Yeah, the humor is just undefeated. And I love that about stuff. You know? And, and I know I'm trying to keep it positive, but I mean, it is because we've been through so much that we just, we can find the joke in anything. We know we need that balance. Laughter, like, enriches the bones. You know? It's the best medicine. Uh, the pelicans are showing out now. They're diving out in the water. Like they'll soar up and then they'll like, they'll catch the air in such a way and then they'll just dive like an arrow straight into the water fishing. It's pretty cool. There are a lot of them out today. I mean, it's a beautiful day. I even see a surfer out. Just the way the sunlight hits this blue water, it's crazy beautiful. 
I love how black folk can see the beauty in everything, even in tragedy. I was coming off, you know, talking about the humor. We can find a joke in anything. We can find laughter in anything. And we'll congregate around that. Like these seagulls, I see like a flock of seagulls out floating on the water. The water's just dotted white like snowflakes almost. And that's what we do. We'll just congregate around laughter and around beauty and just kind of marvel together. I love that about black folk. I love that black women are just getting all their medals and their flowers because black women, you know, so many just stuck by black men throughout civil rights and everything, throughout all the struggle. And some black men got freed, some black men got promoted, some black men made millions, you know, black men and women have run for president. And now in just across every industry, a lot of black women are just really enriching our lives and they're really enriching black folk to the surprise of nobody. But it's just it's 2021. I haven't seen a lot, but I have seen some things and I'm glad that I'm seeing that. I'm glad, you know, that we're where black Twitter is recording all these accomplishments and all this beauty and all this inspiration online. Like you can see it, you know, because like MLK and, and, and those guys back in the 60s, you know, you could only see it if it was printed in the paper and then TV was just on the rise and it might not have been promoted in radio. But now it's promoted everywhere in blogs and. YouTube videos, Twitter threads, you know, black entrepreneurs and a lot of women doing a lot of skincare and, and doing things for healthy hair and stuff like that. And it's just, you can't get enough of it. And I just, I love seeing it. And I love that, you know, we, we promote each other. We, we do that. No matter how dark things get or bleak, we can find a way to promote each other and we prioritize our joy. So I love that about us. I love that we prioritize our peace. When, you know, when there's footage in, in news reports of us being murdered we, we fight for justice and then we prioritize our peace. We're not machines. We're, we're living beings and we prioritize our peace and our joy. And I love that about us.
We go out to the beach. We go out for walks. We sit on the porch. We play with our dogs. We just sit out and watch pelicans, you know, soar over the ocean. Yeah, we share. We prioritize the right things and we share. In peace, in joy, in grief. Like Malcolm and Marie just came out on Netflix with Zendaya and John David Washington. And boy, like, it was like a Sunday night after an episode of Insecure just dropped. Black folk was vocal. Experiences were being shared. I myself was in a thread for like hours dissecting that movie sharing memes (laughs) uh being a little vulnerable about past relationships and you know what we learned and just yeah man just that community i love our community I love how adventurous we are. Like my parents are, I'm so blessed. They're really adventurous. You know, my my dad's a little square. If you know me, you know I'm a little square, maybe a lot. But that man is just as adventurous as my mom. My mom's dad was in the Air Force and they traveled all over. They lived in London, California, other countries before settling in Maryland. My dad's been to, to Hawaii. L.A., St. Kitts, Mexico. Okay, it's disappearing. You might still be able to hear it. A 747 just went overhead, and I told you it's kind of, it's sort of foggy, sort of muggy, but the sun is strong and high today. But I just saw something I've never seen. As the plane's flying over, the, the rays of the sun are like, I don't know how to say it. It's, it was cool to watch the sun kind of wrap around the plane. And to see the rays of the sun kind of cut through the fog and just the the um, the space that the plane took up, you know, kind of like think of like the rays of the sun after the rain or like (laughs) or after like like a scene out of the Lion King when the rays are coming. It looks so heavenly, but it's like it was cool to watch the, the, the plane fly over. And to watch these rays kind of cut through is hard to explain. But I'd never seen nothing like that. It was really cool. So I got a little distracted. But, um... Dang, I don't remember what I was talking about. Because I got to wait for some of these planes to go over sometimes. And then I also kind of got, I kind of get lost in, well, just the waves and the horizon. But I guess I told you it was stream of consciousness, so. Oh, yeah, Malcolm and Marie. Just, it was funny just how we all just bonded over that, you know. And I love how, oh, okay, I also love black unpredictability. 
especially as it pertains to online uh, life, because you don't know, you can't trigger something, you can't force anything on Black Twitter, on the Black Internet. You <laughs> you can't do that. It just happens organically. I like how natural and organic Black folk are, and adventurous. That's what it was. My parents are adventurous. I still can't believe that I've lived in L.A. for two years. Yeah, another plane just went over even closer and the same phenomena happened with the sun rays and the fog. It's just really kind of heavenly looking. It's like just seeing these shafts of light wrap around the plane and cut through. It's just it's cool. But yeah, I love how adventurous we are. I can't believe I've been in L.A. this long having grown up in Maryland and I love seeing black folk like on Instagram like traveling you know Africa you know Nigeria uh, South Africa Sweden Australia Mexico and just all the travel vlogging I love that about us we are fearless I love that about you black folk it reminds me all the time if I just look outside You know, what did Childish Gambino say? There's a world we can visit if we go outside and you will see monarch butterflies like one flying right in front of my face now. Also getting this beach life. That's beautiful. There's also a wildlife preserve somewhere around here. But yeah, I love how how fearless we are. Always remember how fearless you are, even on bad days. I have bad days too. Sometimes I feel like Gollum in a corner in the back, dank, drab, no, not inspired. But if we look outside, if we look out, talk to our loved ones. I'm not trying to preach. That's not what this was supposed to be. But yeah, I love how fearless we are and I'm glad I'm thinking about it right now. Like just looking at these waves, I'm reminded of just how vast black folk are. And I know it's a bit of a complex relationship, but I also love how everyone wants to be us. I I love that about us. If that makes I don't love appropriation. I do not love racism. Don't get it twisted. Don't hear me wrong. Nobody's going to say, oh, Josiah said he loves racism. Like what? Like, no, (laughs) I did not say that. I love about us how great we are. I love our music, our style. I love that we're trendsetters. I love that like you see the appropriation that tells you how great we are at just being naturally black. That's what I love. Now, if you appropriate us, if you're talking, you know, Ebonics and you, you're white or you're Asian or you're whatever, you're not black and you're not us. You're going to get checked. And I love that we do that too. But I do love that as weird as it is, as toxic as it is to see people appropriate us, all these different women trying to look like black women, 
all these dudes trying to get their hair cut and beards and bodies or whatever like black men. It tells you that we are enough. It tells you, it tells me that black folk are doing just fine all by ourselves, naturally being what we are. We are comfortable in our own skin. Even when we're not comfortable, we're still comfortable. I love, you know, we're combating colorism and, you know, black women are feeling more empowered than ever to, to do different natural things with their hair and, and, you know, be enriched, you know, with the skin care and hair and weight and blood pressure and what have you. And I just love that we're naturally ourselves, even when we don't feel that comfortable we still own it. I know that sounds oxymoronic, but we still own it. And we can still talk to each other about it. That community, man. That community. I love that we hold each other accountable. Because as great as we are, we, you know, naturally, black people, you don't need me to tell you this. We still flawed. <laughs> we still sin like everybody else. But we hold each other accountable. We extend grace, mercy. We try to make each other laugh. We make lemonade out of lemons, all, all that stuff. But it's true. It's true. Like just like naturally, I want you to think about that. But like black folk, just think about like black folk, just think about that. Like this is if I didn't say it already, I don't think I did. This is definitely an episode, you know, to sit and reflect. Focus on what you love about yourself and about us as as a community. Just think about that. There's so much negativity in the world, whether it's related to black folk or not. But you just, like I said, just do what you do naturally as a black person. Take the time to think about even just one thing that you love about yourself or that you love about the black community. And just let it wash over you. Just let it do what it does. The black girl magic, the black boy joy, whatever you want to call it. Like, those are great catchphrases and black excellence. All those are, are great ideas and proclamations. But I think Cicely Tyson says something about that in her book. Uh, ch check out Cicely Tyson's memoir, May She Rest in Peace. Uh, the memoir is called Just As I Am. It was released last week. Um, she says something in there. I got a paraphrase where she's like meditating on the black catchphrases and movements of Black Lives Matter, Black Boy Joy, Black Girl Magic, all that. And she says something along the lines of 
the proclamations don't matter if we don't believe them. There we go. That was it. Something, something like that on page 200 or something like that. And it's so true. Branding and catchy, snarky phrases or profound phrases are great. But the older I get, the more I realize, yo, I really have to internalize these things every day. That's what I got to do. I have to actually live, you know, and sometimes turning off social media and going out for a walk into the world, you know, wear your mask, social distance, you know, be safe. But like you, we really got to internalize these things. God internalize that God loves me. God internalize that I'm blessed with friends and family, that I got, I can breathe oxygen. Not trying to preach, not trying to proclaim or anything, you know. I know I'm out here all, you know, in this natural water and all. I know, I know. I know it's cliche. But also, you know, it is, I just said social distance. It is the pandemic, and I mean, 2020 taught us a lot. 2020 taught us so much, and it's, I mean, these cliches and things, they, you gotta admit, they hit different (laughs) in the apocalypse. Let me stop. But like, I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? This stuff feels, you know, I never forget. I used to, I don't know where this came from. But um, a couple years ago, I used to find myself thinking this, I, I don't know what to call it. It was just this, this idea over and over. I deal with something. I think it, it was something I'd say to comfort myself if I got cut off in traffic, which actually happened today on the way to the beach. I was pissed off. <laughs> or like if I was running out of money or if I didn't get a job interview or just anything, you know, or if something legit, really, really, really bad happened in the news or whatever. And I'd think whatever this thing is, insert major to minor insignificant, uh, uh, inconvenience, insert whatever inconvenience you can think of major or minor. It's not going to matter in the apocalypse. You know, and I think of like the walking dead and I am legend and Stuff like that, right? (laughs) Where all these things we care about don't matter because we have new priorities. Survival looks different. You know, my close friends know I take breaks from Instagram, social media, because no different than anybody else, I sometimes associate my self-worth with all that crap, with those likes. Sometimes it's even more intense because now I'm doing this podcast and now I care even more about the likes and this and that, you know. But it's like, wow. Yeah, when the Rona struck, a lot of things did not matter anymore. Calling your friends and family and Zoom calls, that mattered. Netflix parties, that mattered. You know, not Netflix per se, but like just finding creative ways to um, perpetuate community. That matter. You know, whether this episode goes viral or not doesn't matter. I know it, it's supposed to, like, from a business standpoint. Of course I get that. We allow for that. But it's like... Yeah. Things, the perspective, that 2020 vision, we all wanted 2020 vision. I'm not saying 
my vision is 2020, you know, spiritually, introspectively or anything like that. I, I think my vision is getting sharper. I'm thinking more and more about what matters to me for sure. And my peace of mind is what matters. My family's what matters, trying to be a better son, trying to be a better man, showing grace to myself, mercy. I can be so hard on myself when I fail. And it's just, I got to go easy on myself. Like, that matters. I could make a, a, a quippy shirt, you know. You could come up with, like, black black grace or something. You know, you could, you know, put blackness or something like that on, on, on it. But Cicely Tyson's right. All these catchphrases and brands and ideas, if it doesn't take root in your heart, it doesn't matter. I just, I love about us that we, we know what really matters. Black folk know what's important and we hold it dear. And I love that. And that's pretty much it. Um, I just wanted to, I wanted to say something, um, a little overt about Black History Month. And this was going to come out on uh, Valentine's Day and I was just trying to be <laughs> trying to be a little clever but also just kind of be myself and just be like what would be a cool episode let's go down to the beach and let's just focus on what we love about black folk Josiah just focus on what you love about black folk with beach sounds in the background I didn't want to try to be too profound or, or anything like that. And I know I don't have to say that. <laughs> it's just, I just wanted to do something. So I hope it's a gift for you. I'm glad I was able to get out here and meditate, look through my journal at what a few people said. Everybody kind of said the same thing. So I appreciate everybody who uh, gave me permission to share your note. You know, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to. Be, do my due diligence I just didn't want to take what you said and be like dang Josiah you know you got to be careful with artists we eavesdrop we we write experiences we write what you say we put it in our podcasts our songs our, our screenplays you name it so yeah so thank you everybody who was cool with me sharing what you had to say I loved how collectively similar and uh, at the same time distinct and unique everything everyone had to say was I hope uh, whether you're black or not um, but definitely to my black folk I hope yeah that you thought about what you love about us again no matter how great or small it's just a cool thought exercise this is my sort of pseudo life coach thing of just trying to think positive think a positive doesn't have to be thinking about lies. It could be thinking about truth. Everything that I said here, everything everyone else said in my journal is true. All this stuff is true about black folk. It ain't a lie. 
and thinking about how beautiful and powerful black folk is, is just as medicinal and enriching as sitting at the beach, enjoying nature or going for a walk to clear your head. So I appreciate all the black folk who have made advances, made a lot of things possible, you know. Thank you, Lord, fearfully, wonderfully made. Thank you for our genius. Thank you, black people, from yesterday to now. Thank you for enduring your pain. Thank you for laughing. Thank you for painting, making films, dancing, starting businesses, you name it. Thank you. And uh, yeah, dear black people, I love you. And to everybody who celebrates uh, Valentine's Day, you know, I know it's still the pandemic, so some of you can't do what you usually might do if you usually do anything. Just be safe. Love on your loved ones. Um, Just treat each other special every day. That's my two seconds of love advice, you know. Um, And again, for the umpteenth time, happy Black History Month. Here's to black people. Just can't praise us, give, give up praise and props and kudos enough. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you again on the next episode. See ya. Thank you guys for tuning in to Josiah's Voice, the podcast. Subscribe on all listening platforms and you can keep up with the show on social media by following at Josiah's Voice Pod on all social media. And keep up with the show on the blog. Subscribe at the blog at www.josiahsvoicepodcast.wordpress.com 
for all the show notes for each and every episode. And if you like my theme music, the song is called Emotion. It's by Mateo. Subscribe to him on iTunes and Spotify. Thanks, guys.